0: You are listening to the Berkeley
1: Technology Law Journal podcast. If the last nine episodes have taught us anything, it's that giving you a solid look at the most recent tech law news cannot be condensed into five minutes. So here's what's happening this week in tech law.
0: Today, we'll be covering Russia's new phone software law, a lawsuit about DoorDash couriers tips, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's ruling on the protection of your computer's passwords, and Uber being determined at fault for a fatal self-driving car crash. Last week, the BBC announced that Russia passed a new legislation that will ban the sale of certain devices that are not pre-installed with Russian-made software. Devices included are smartphones, computers, and smart televisions. And while they do not have to exclusively have Russian-made software, they will need to have the software included at the time of the sale. Proponents of the legislation contend that the law will be helpful for Russian users. As one Russian legislator explained, When Russian consumers buy these complex devices, there are already several apps installed which are usually made by Western companies. Now, Russian users can expect to have Russian-made apps on the phones, which would ease the user experience by giving them the opportunity to use applications made by Russians for Russians. However, some Russian tech interest groups are concerned that these pre-installed apps will enable the Russian government to monitor users and collect user data. Another concern comes from Russian distributors of electronic devices, who fear it would deter foreign manufacturers from selling their devices in Russia. Furthermore, a prominent industry trade group in Russia has cautioned that it is not possible to pre-install Russian-made software on some devices. This legislation is just one in a series of Russian laws and proposals that would tighten the Russian government's power over technology. Previous legislation has included requiring search engines to not display banned websites in search results and a mandate for internet service providers to install software that tracks, filters, and reroutes internet traffic. The new legislation is slated to come into effect in July
1: 2020. CNBC reports that last week, the District of Columbia Attorney General filed a lawsuit against food delivery platform DoorDash, alleging that the company pocketed money that users intended to send to DoorDash delivery workers as tips. In February of this year, controversy erupted over claims that certain gig economy companies like DoorDash and Instacart were using tips in order to subsidize their own operating costs. In March, Recode explained that when an order is placed, DoorDash... Quote, Shows its workers a guaranteed amount they will receive for delivering an order before they accepted. The controversy is around whether DoorDash is essentially subsidizing a substantial portion of the amount it promised to pay by using the tips that the delivery worker receives after the delivery. The earlier uproar caused a tech worker boycott, an investigation by the City of San Francisco's Office of Labor Standards Enforcement, a class action lawsuit, and now a lawsuit by the D.C. Attorney General. That complaint alleges that DoorDash ran afoul of the DC Consumer Protection Procedures Act by explaining its payment model to consumers in a way that was, quote, ambiguous, confusing, and misleading, unquote, and encouraging users to tip without disclosing that in most instances, tips would not increase their delivery person's pay and would in fact go towards subsidizing DoorDash's own share. The complaint seeks relief in the form of an injunction from these practices, damages, restitution to the affected delivery workers, and civil penalties against the company. In a statement to Tech News' website Engadget, DoorDash expressed that it is disappointed by the lawsuit and that it believes the claims have no merit because it has disclosed its pay model since 2017 and has verified that 100% of the tips went to delivery workers. Last
0: week... The Pennsylvania Supreme Court determined that criminal suspects are protected by the Fifth Amendment from being forced to give their computer passwords to law enforcement. The police department in Lucerne County, Pennsylvania sought to obtain the 64-character computer password of plaintiff Joseph Davis, who was indicted on child pornography charges. Davis had previously testified that he had watched child pornography, yet he resisted giving his password. The prosecutors had argued that the foregone conclusion exception to the Fifth Amendment allowed for the disclosure of suspect's password. Under this doctrine, Fifth Amendment protections do not apply when the government already knows of the existence, location, and the material of the physical evidence sought. Since the police department knew from Davis's testimony that he had watched child pornography and that he was the sole operator of his computer, they contended that his Fifth Amendment rights were inapplicable, because his password was not only equivalent to a physical key, but also didn't reveal the contents of his mind in a way that would constitute self-incrimination. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court did not agree with the prosecutor's arguments. The court noted that the password is not a physical piece of evidence, but testimonial in nature. Justice Deborah Todd wrote, The compelled production of the computer's password demands the recall of the contents of Davis's mind, which carries implied factual assertions that will be used to incriminate him." End quote. Therefore, Davis's invocation of his Fifth Amendment rights as they pertain to his computer password was proper. He still awaits trial for the alleged nefarious
1: conduct. In the case of the fatal crash of one of Uber's self-driving vehicles last year in Tempe, Arizona, everyone involved is at fault. Last week, the National Transportation Safety Board, or NTSB, held a hearing in which investigators presented their findings regarding the crash that resulted in the death of Elaine Herzberg in March of 2018. According to Forbes, quote, the NTSB's final determination of probable cause put primary blame on the safety drivers' inattention, unquote. The report states the vehicle operator who was supposed to monitor both the road and the autonomous vehicle systems was visually distracted, spending 34% of her time staring at her personal smartphone screen, where she at one point was streaming reality competition show The Voice. Forbes also mentions that, quote, "...contributory causes were Uber's lack of safety culture, poor monitoring of safety drivers, and lack of countermeasures for automation complacency." The Verge reports that the NTSB also name checked Uber's lack of adequate safety risk assessment procedures, its ineffective monitoring of vehicle operators, and an inability to address the problem of automation complacency, whereby vehicle operators become both bored with the dull task of monitoring an automated system and too trusting of it as a result. While Uber quickly settled with the family of the deceased woman in 2018, and the county prosecutor in charge of the case said there was no basis for criminal liability, This determination by the NTSB might provide both the industry and the legal community further guidelines on how to think about liability when artificial intelligence is involved. Thank you for listening today and for the last 11 weeks as we've tried to keep you up to date on the most interesting law and technology stories. We'll be back on our weekly schedule in the new year, but look out for some interesting content during our short finals and holiday hiatus. The
0: BTLJ podcast is brought to you by Alan Holder and the members of the podcast team at the Berkeley Technology Law Journal. Today's episode was written by Joseph Krohn and Alan
1: Holder. And our producer this week is Andy Zachrich. If you enjoyed our podcast, please support us by subscribing and rating us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you found our podcast, so we can reach other listeners. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, write us at btljpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. The information presented is not legal advice and may not be up to date. This podcast is intended for academic and entertainment purposes only. Don't get legal advice from podcasts. Talk to a lawyer.
0: Inapplicable. Inapplicable. cuck